I was instantly engaged. I was addicted. This was like my Bible. Like this was so precious. I needed to know and I needed to understand everything about how is this possible, right? Welcome to Peak Pyrography, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to wood burning in 2020 and haven't put my burner down since. If you've been enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe, like, and comment on this episode or give it a rating on whatever platform you're using. That's a great way for you to help support the show and for me to be able to continue making it. Today's guest is Krista Webb of Blind Love Woodburning. Her incredibly detailed work is amazing and I cannot get enough of it. Part of her superpower for achieving all the details is that she is legally blind. Everything, literally everything she sees comes through a little tiny tunnel in her vision. I personally cannot comprehend how limited her sight is. She recently put up a reel giving us kind of an idea, but not nearly to the same limitations. Really interesting. Check that out on her Instagram. Even with that limitation, she still makes some intricate, detailed, and draw-dropping pieces. While we were recording this episode, Krista was very kind and giving, and I was I was so excited to have her on because I have been loving her work for such a long time, but I was also pretty worried about offending her with questions about her disability. She told me to go ahead and ask any questions and that she'd be happy to answer. She said if I had the question, likely others would have them too, and she was more than happy to help educate all of us. I was fascinated to learn how her tunnel vision from Usher's syndrome and retinitis pigmentosa, or RP, impacts her wood-burning practice. The way that Crystal looks at the world is amazing, and no pun intended there. But don't take my word for it. Listen to Krista for yourself now. Hi, Krista. Welcome to Peak Pyrography. I'm excited to have you on today. Hi there. I'm happy to be here. Where are you, where are you coming here from today? I'm here in Denton, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas-Fort Worth. I've been here for about maybe six years, but my, my home is in Washington State. And okay. we often visit there maybe two or three times a year. Nice to get back home, and I, I'm assuming a little bit more wet up in Washington than dry in Texas. <laughs> yes, yes, and the beautiful mountains and just great hiking terrains, and it's just great to connect with my family over there, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how, how's everything going for you today? Everything is good. Um, just working on some custom woodburn orders. <laughs> is that mostly what you do these days? Yes, yes, that's what I do um, to keep me busy. Um, <laughs> while the kids are at school, that's when I'll come in my studio and do some wood burning, and I love it. Are you doing a lot of customs right now? Well, I guess it's a matter of perspective what you mean by a lot. Um, sure. But it keeps me busy daily and but not in the sense where I'm overwhelmed. So I make sure to spread out my orders. So that, so that it's not stressful, so it's something you can still enjoy. 
Absolutely. Yeah. What got you started in wood burning? So, let's see, what year are we in? We're in 2023. Yep. And it started back in 2019, September of 2019. That was the year where we got the A-frame camper, the pop-up camper. <laughs> and I explained to people the A-frame camper is pop-up camper, but it's all hard size. And we love to go camping as a family. And um, one day in the workshop, I came across this box of work, um, scrap, wood scraps. And there was this one that looks like my A-frame camper. And I wanted to do more to it. And that could be our little decor in our little A-frame camper, right? <clears throat> And this was like the summer before um, I started getting into wood burning, right? And I asked my husband, like, hey, can you, he had this cheap, cheap, cheap wood burn pen where it has no temperature gauge, right? And he had used it for this one little project. And I asked him, hey, can you wood burn little windows and door frame on this? a-frame camper <clears throat> and it seems easy to do right and i asked him can you do it you know it shouldn't take that long right but he was really busy because he he's always doing um uh, projects around the house right sure and so he challenged me like here why don't you go ahead and give it a try go ahead and try it you know i'm like okay so i get this woodburn pen plug it in and i guess i didn't realize with this pen it takes probably at least five minutes to warm up. <laughs> and um, once I tried it out, trying to do the little squares on the A-frame camper, you know, on the wooden piece, it was so choppy. It was very <laughs> disappointing. I was like, I don't understand. Like, why does it look bad, right? And the curious person that I am, I go on social media. I did not have Instagram. I went on Facebook and I just typed in wood burning. And I found like the wood burning page, um, joined the group and I saw all of these pieces people were sharing. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> people are making these pieces with the wood burn pen. How are they doing that? I was instantly engaged i was addicted this was like my bible like this <laughs> i needed to know and i needed to understand everything about how is this possible right because you struggled so much with that first pen and not being hot enough and i learned oh one of the things is this pen needs to go <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when i got the walnut hollow versa tool and that was much better. Um, yeah. And does so, that one warm up more quickly, or is it uh, better because you can control the temperature? About, it still takes about five minutes, I would say. Okay. Um, but then you know, within a month or two, I got the uh, the True Art um, Dural pen, which. I don't know if it's very well known, but um, it works 
great for me. And they're a great company. They're actually based in Texas. And um, and it heats up like, boom, instantly. So that was a game changer. Um, but yeah, ever since that A-frame camper came to my life. So you did know, you end up going back and uh, reworking that original piece? So... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you ask because I'm looking at the piece right now here at the desk and right before I hopped on here I'm like I need to touch it up a little bit so I <laughs> I just burned over the, the windows and the door frame and it says pop it like it's hot <laughs> perfect oh yeah. that's so cute and if anybody if you're just listening make sure you come and check this out on the YouTube video because this is really cute it's like a perfect first project yeah very first very first project so um yeah pretty fun to look at that great reminder great reminder of where you started and how far mm -hmm. you've come because now some of the pieces that you make I'm like just completely floored by them <laughs> hey me too you know <laughs> with the vision loss that I have I guess you know, it well, just amazes me. Yeah. I, you know, what I can do with very little vision I have. So, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. You've, when you started wood burning, did you have more vision and you've been losing your sight through Usher syndrome? That is correct. Yes. So, it's a genetic condition that I was born with. Didn't know I had this condition until I was age 19. I was about two years old when I got my first pair of hearing aids. So I wear aids in both ears and I'm deaf without them, which is nice. You know, <laughs> I want some peace and quiet around the house. Uh, on those moments of sensory overload, you can just shut them off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's just what I'm used to. Um, I don't know what it's like in the hearing world, you know, but I had normal vision until I was, well, I was diagnosed at age 19, but I still lived a normal life. And it was in my mid-20s when I stopped night driving because it affects my um, light and darkness, too. So I'm, I'm night blind. And then I, um, I hung up my driving keys in my early... 30s. I'm 35 right now. Oh. So about four years ago is when I hung up my driving keys for good. And I, I decided on that for safety reason. I was not feeling comfortable um, driving anywhere with my tunnel vision just narrowing. It's shrinking. Sure. And it doesn't happen so quickly. It's a gradual thing. Um, here, and I got a picture here I can show on the video of one side this is what normal people see and the other side this is what I see. what you see sure yeah I, I can see that yeah that's really well positioned um and you ha you also put up a reel pretty recently about that yeah um, yeah I think I did for the Zelda piece right Yes. Yeah. For the Zelda piece and no pun intended, but that was eye opening for me to see how you see with that, with the, um, 
mask that you were showing it through. Right. And even though it seems small for you, honestly, the tunnel vision is even smaller. But if I made it too small for the video, it would be kind of boring. I think <laughs> harder to see more of the art for y'all. So um, it also depends. So I, I guess I'll go back to my story. So um, yeah, my early early 30s, I stopped driving and uh, and then I was, you know, um, diagnosed legally blind and and then I started using the white cane and, um, you know, eventually my tunnel vision is going to diminish completely. So I really don't know how much longer I will be wood burning because I cannot wood burn blind, blind, completely blind. It's just not safe. No. Like it's, it's different than blind painters where they can just feel their paint. Yeah, you, you don't want to be touching an, a hot nib. No, 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 no. I, Even with the best safety equipment possible, that's still not what you want to be doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I complete these woodburn pieces, you know, the whole process I enjoy. But then the finish, sometimes I can't even see the whole piece, right? <laughs> um, and so I have to scoot back, scoot back, scoot back from the piece and and i'll see more of it but um you know my my secret trick to that is my phone camera automatically shrinks the overall image and so when i just look at my camera that's when i can see the overall piece i'm like whoa whoa i just did all that yeah that actually looks all right you know well, and I imagine that that helps when it comes to like getting into some of the really detailed stuff. There, there has to be times that the tunnel vision and all you can see is that little fine detail. Right. But when you're trying to look at the full picture and see everything all put together, that's got to be mm-hmm. a bit frustrating. Yeah. When I tell people, it's kind of like looking. It's like looking through two drinking straws. So imagine having two drinking straws and just doing a ton of scanning, a bunch of puzzle pieces you're trying to put together. Yeah. Um, So it's a lot of work. It's exhausting for (laughs) for my eyes, you know. I I bet. And for your brain to like process all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Fit all those pieces together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it. And and some of the pieces, I remember one piece that you made um, a couple months ago with like raindrops and reflections of mountains. And that one was so cool. And I didn't know at that time when I first saw it that you had, uh, that you were blind as you're doing it. I know that it's, it's in your Instagram handle, Blind Love Wood Burning, but uh, I had no idea about where that where that was coming from, you know? And now knowing that, I'm even more, like, amazed by it. Yeah. No, it's great. I love that, you know, people, if they like my woodburn piece because they like it, that's great. You know, um, it's, it's definitely reaffirming for me when they, they say they like it because they like it, not because I, you know, am legally blind, you know. Right. 
it it's not pity likes that's for sure you are a very talented artist yeah that's what I mean yeah (laughs) yeah you're very talented and I love I love to see every time you've got a new post up um that's always great and if anybody you know if you're if you're listening right now make sure you go check out Krista at blindlove.woodburning on Instagram um and check out some of these pieces um and so you know, for that piece or for other pieces, when you're not doing custom work, what kind of stuff do you get excited to burn? That's a good question. Lately, I've really been into ASL and Braille, um, incorporating American Sign Language and or Braille. Um, Braille are raised gaps for the blind, mostly for blind people. Um, for reading and, and whatnot, um, but since I'm wood-burning Braille, obviously the dots are not raised, they are dented. Um, I could be creative and add puff paint or or something if I really wanted to get creative with the Braille, but um, yeah, no, I've just been having fun just trying to add some diversity with my wood-burn pieces and something more relatable to me Um, well and you're so good at hands hands are such a like downfall for for me as an artist hands are like terrifying (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny I I used to do a lot of drawing back in I want to say middle school and hands were one of my things I love to draw um sign language and I would make sign language like if I had a friend or I met a new friend um, I would spell out their name in sign language with like a pen and just give it to them. Oh, fun. And so, so do you, are you fluent in sign language? Oh, um, is I, that the right? I, I'm not currently fluent because I don't use it on a daily basis, but I went to a deaf and hard of hearing school at age three up to middle school. So probably for a good 10 years. Um, where we had to use sign language uh, every day. So, um, and then keeping in touch with some of my deaf friends after that, you know, I did some signing, but then got married, moved away, don't really have very many, you know, deaf friends locally. And um, I mean, it's like studying any other language in high school. You get really good at it in high school and then you move away and you're like, Exactly. Like I'd be fine if you dropped me in a community that used this language. Yeah, you can get rusty at it. And uh, it might be easier for you to like understand it more so than doing it for some people. So, um, But the Braille, believe it or not, you, you, a lot of people assume that blind people can read Braille, right? But it's only maybe less than 10%. Of blind people read Braille. And that's a definitely an acquired skill. It is. And I'm currently teaching myself how to read Braille. And, and uh, well, actually, I would have to say reading Braille with your eyes is a lot easier than feeling it. And I, I'm blaming my wood burning um, because the pen gets hot, right? And because it's so hot, I think it's affected my... Uh, Sensitivity? My, sensitivity on my fingers and so that makes it harder to feel 
the little tiny raised braille. So, so you got to just start reading with your pinky. <laughs> I know. I could <laughs> pinky or, or read with my left hand if I want, but I'm giving it, I'm giving it a go and just, just seeing where this takes me. We'll see. Yeah. So I started on the train of thought, but didn't finish it. Your as you're losing your sight, how quickly is that going? Like, do you have, does it feel like there's a ticking time bomb, you know, that just one day you'll wake up and it could be tomorrow and you won't be able to see it anymore? Uh, it's a very scary process, scary thought to think about. Um, it varies I, for anybody who has Usher syndrome. Uh, and just to clarify, Usher syndrome is retinitis pigmentosa. That's the vision loss and hearing loss. Okay. Um, so retinitis pigmentosa, you might meet somebody else who has just RP, that's the retinitis pigmentosa, but they don't have the package deal, is what t- I tell people. <laughs> I got the package deal. Oh, the lucky you. And hearing loss. <laughs> um, and so it varies for from one person to another. You know, um, somebody who has RP could have lost all their vision at age 20 versus 70 you know it's just different and we don't have answers there's no cure um so i really 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 try not to think about oh what if what if i you know because that's when can send you spiraling that's when i you know depression comes around and uh you know life sucks sort of (laughs) (laughs) and so i really just gotta look at the glass half full and and just be grateful for what I what I can see and and the thing that I can do sure yeah that is a great way to look at I mean for everybody that's a great way to look at life what can I do not what can't I do yeah 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 that's that's cool um so did we did we get to the answer of what what you get excited about burning when it's up to you and not a custom? Yeah. Well, you know, I get excited when um when the the piece is completed, right? Just and, end piece. Yeah, the finished piece. Like I enjoy the process, but the finished piece is like the finale, like the oh, whoa, you know. And the other thing that gets me excited is hearing from the customer's feedback, you know, just when they are so happy about it and that's all I care for. I'm like, okay, happy customer, I'm happy, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm I'm okay doing customs is I want to put a joy, I want to put a smile on their face. I want them to be happy, you know? And if my wood burning does that, you know, check, I'm, I'm doing what I'm wanting to do. That's amazing. Yeah. And that is, that, that is great. Um, so do you, how do you get customs? Do people reach out on Instagram or do people reach out on, um, how do they find you? Yeah. So I started off with, um, okay. So when I started wood burning September, 2019, I joined the Instagram world in 2020 to just like show my woodburn stuff. Um, right. It's I, a great way to find other woodburners for sure. Well, I just wanted to have like a diary, just like a place to sh- 
to store my wood burns, not necessarily to like show off my stuff, right? I had no knowledge how to work Instagram. I was like this, you know, I was clueless. And that's when but I it's went an on. easy way to say, hey, you want to see what I did? Go look at my Instagram page. I mean, I guess. And then, well, people were following me and I was like, wow, people actually. And I remember, I still remember hitting 100 people. But like, oh, 100 people. Whoa. And, and I was just mind blown. And um, so I, I, may, I mostly was selling on my personal Facebook page with family and friends. And then, you know, I went on that wood burning uh, Facebook. Facebook page, right? And, and that's when I said, hey, I just joined the Instagram world. You know, if you have Instagram, let me know. I'll follow you. You know who the first person who responded? I bet you know her. Was it Rachel? No. No? No. It was Megan at Happy Camper Happy Camper Happy Camper Casey. Casey. Yes. yes. And she's the very person, first person that followed me and all of her. Um, and yeah, she, she's one of the greatest accounts to follow. Yeah. Um, and then, then I just started selling on Instagram. Um, oh, you know what it was? It was when Rachel would have these... Um, what is it called? She would the like burnt like, challenges. No, 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 not the burnt challenges. There would be like two or three days where everybody posts their stuff they want to sell. Oh yes, the craft fair or something. Oh yeah, the craft fair. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then I just started like doing wood burns that I wanted to wood burn, not to burn what people wanted. Right. Then people started messaging me saying, "Hey." I want that piece. Oh, cool. And so. And and were they pieces that you were like, yes, please. I'm ready. I'm happy to sell this. Or were they pieces that you're like, uh, not quite ready yet. Most of the time I'm like, oh, I need it for me. But uh, okay. <laughs> I, gu- I guess if you want to give me money for it. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that you just, you started selling on facebook and instagram and just kind of yeah, as yeah, people love right. stuff mostly sell my stuff um people just reach out on instagram i used to sell on etsy and then i just you know started reading from other um instagram people they started boycotting etsy and i figured i would join the bandwagon and, <laughs> and uh, you know i was i was okay with it just, just because i guess you know, Etsy—they take a. Etsy takes a pretty big chunk out of what creators make. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just wasn't fair, you know, for the smaller businesses and whatnot. And uh, I was okay with it, but you know what? I'll do it too. Why not? <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Um. So when you're when you're um, creating, what you said you use the true art. Uh, dual pen and what other um is that is that your primary burner what other tools do you use um so i mostly use the true art dual pen and i've had that for maybe like three years going strong um there's 
been one time. I have a story to share if you want to hear it. <laughs> I love to hear all the stories. Okay. Uh, so uh, I had my lovely handheld torch, right? And I was torching one of my woodburn pieces. Da, 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 and I set my torch down on my desk. But I left the lock on. So I didn't, it didn't turn off. So the flame was apparently still going, right? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm scared of where this is going. All of a sudden, the alarm's going off, like the smoke alarm. I'm like, what? And, uh, you know, my husband was at work. It was, uh, yeah, I think he was at work. And my boys were at home. And they know the protocols. You know, they practice this at school. And so I said, yeah, just go. We were all upstairs. And I said, yeah, just go. Go outside. I was all calm. Um, and I'm like, okay, I can smell smoke from wood burning, right? But there's got to be a fire. And I could just tell there was a fire somewhere. But with my vision loss, there's so much imagine. There's all this scanning. I'm like, where's the dang fire? There's a fire somewhere. And so I called my husband right away. I was like, I was like the fire, the fire alarm's burn off, and I don't know where the fire is. And so he felt he like, like okay, I'm gonna head home right now. And I hang up. I'm gonna get ready to call 911. That's who I should call first, right? <laughs> and <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, there it is, found the fire. And what happened was it was setting what was caught on fire. Oh, my wood burn pen wire. Oh, was on, was on fire, along with um. Let's see. I'm gonna show you. Some people have this like this spongy looking thing that you put in your woodburn pen holder. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. So I think that whole thing was gone. It was small enough where I could blow it out. You know. Um, so I called husband back. I'm like, hey, we're good now. I found <laughs> you know? it. He's like, oh, okay. Um, but it was ever since I never. I, I went to Costco and we got a two set of this <laughs> fire fire spray. Yeah, fire spray. It's like the size of a hairspray, pretty much. So this thing sits on my desk at all time. Haven't had to use it. But no, no so more I, fires, not since the first one. <laughs> so I reached out to True Art, and they were so sweet, and they they sent me like two or three replacements um, right away, and they were just so glad that I was okay and. Well, the machine was okay too. So yeah, so that was, you were just changed out the wires and your pen's good to go again. Yeah, yeah. So I I do use the True Art, and um, on occasion I'll use the Walnut Hollow Versa tool, um, and that's it. I've do never you... tried the other burners. Um, I'm actually thinking about getting a razor tip. I've heard those are very good. I have not used one myself, but I've heard really good things. I'm just thinking about it. You know, I've had the true art for about three years. And, you know, with my vision lost, it's getting smaller and smaller. I'm like, well, shoot, why not? Why not try, you know, razor tip and give it a go yeah. before it's too late? You know? <laughs> sure. And do you have a favorite kind of nib that you use with that? Yeah, so there is this one nib, and before I 
you know, hopped on here and we're trying to look it up. I don't even know the name of it. It's a rounded tip. Um, here, I'll show it to you. Yeah, that's perfect. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it's like a writing tip. Is that what it's called? A writing tip? I think that I, I've I've seen some of them called that. <laughs> so it's it kind of looks like a, a bobby pin at the end. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if a writing tip was like the pointy, like it was pointy at yeah. the end. So, I mean, some of them come to like that super fine point. I'm not sure. But yeah. yeah. I use that for almost everything. Um, and then I have the, the rounded ball tip for like stippling. Yeah. Stippling yeah. takes forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's so nice. I love to do it, but it takes so long. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I know that you put color on many of your pieces. What do you use to put the color on? Well, it seems like many of my pieces, right? I typically try not to use a lot of color in my woodburn pieces because I don't like my woodburn pieces to get hidden, you know, because I work the, so hard with the burn. Right. But, you know, the recent large pieces that I've done, um, the Zelda piece, that was the most color detailed <laughs> I've ever done. <laughs> and that was with... Um, it was actually from some, oh, this company, they just, they mailed it to me for free. Uh, color it, color it, C-O-L-R-I-T. And then I used a couple of the Prisma color pencils too. And so in, in general, you don't use color, but for that piece, it needed it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I also like using paint markers. Like acrylic paint markers and. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> like I said, I yeah. don't really use it a whole lot. <laughs> right, right. And we, uh, we touched on it a little bit, but for safety, so that there are no more fires, you've got your fire spray. Is there anything else you, you use for safety when you're wood burning? Um, yes, I, I, I do wear an RZ mask and I wear these uh, fingertips. They're, they come with three finger um, gloves that you can buy on Amazon um, because my wood burn pen gets so dang hot, um, especially if I have it all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, do you like to burn with it all the way up? I do. Um, just because I like to do, lately, I like to do deep burn because I want the piece to last as long as possible. And I'm understanding that wood burns don't last forever you know they they fade, fade in the sun or fade yeah. just in general but even quicker in the sun right and i know like the first year or two of my wood burning times i would i didn't burn deep it was a lot lighter and so you know i made a lot of pieces for my family and i've snatched those back and i'm like i'm taking those back and i'm gonna burn over those because that's not good looking. I need to darken those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so like I, you I just do... touched up your A-frame. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't even uh, protected with the, um, you know, poly or urethane or anything. It was just, it was all, it was stained. That's it. But still, RZ mask, 
sometimes I'll crack open the windows. I have the fan on, door open. Um, and, oh, and I use my fume extractor that sits on my desk. Um, Pull that smoke away. Yes, yeah, it's called Koto, K-O-T-T-O. Um, I love it. It's great. Yeah, and those are really nice to kind of pull that smoke away from you and just get it distributed somewhere other than your lungs. And it's satisfying watching the smoke just go in one area. It's not like random. Because if you if you don't have it on, then I see, oh, it's coming toward my face. I need to turn the fume extractor on. Then it'll just suck it up, and um, you can tell it it's doing its job. And it's, yeah. it's a pretty small fan you know it's probably what four or five inches tall and wide so not too not too big yeah and then what kind of woods do you like to burn on i like the walnut hollow basswood oh classic always a good one well yes 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 yeah it's it's classic for a reason well it's just it's clean and there's not a whole lot of grain like pine um i don't know and i i just you know i appreciate walnut hollow you know they i they've done some giveaways and i'm just you know i i won you know a giveaway from them before with a whole box full of goodies and you know i just i just really appreciate them a lot um just they're really involved with the woodburn corner um community yeah, it, they they sure are, and they, a lot of support for the wood burning mm-hmm. community in general. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I also enjoy poplar wood. So that big Zelda piece that I was speaking of, that was on poplar wood. As also my recent, my very recent one, the American Gothic one. Yep, uh, that was poplar wood. Um, and do you get the poplar wood locally there in Texas? No, got it at Home Depot. Okay, and, sure. And so, yeah, my husband, he runs it through the planer, cuts the wood into pieces for me, glues it and all, and then I do the sanding. And um, and if I want it. Sanding for ages. What do you sand it down <laughs> to? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind the sanding. I kind of enjoy it. Um, you know, cause that's something I can just feel i can feel i don't need to like watch my sanding work i can sure. feel it um that's probably the best way to do it too because then you mm-hmm. act you're like oh there's a rough spot over here there we got it over here yes yeah yeah and sometimes i'll have my husband he'll make a frame so he'll get some molding and um and then i'll torch the, the molding part and we'll put it with the piece so uh, then it's custom it fits the piece every time. You're not trying to like force your piece to fit into an eight by 12. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, poplar and basswood, my favorite wood. Um, Cedar. Cedar is nice. I love the smell of cedar. I, I haven't, I don't think I've burned on cedar. So is, is it more like basswood and it's soft, very soft. soft. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it burns real easily. Oh, yeah. 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 You get those deep lines without trying too hard. Right. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to. I, I don't yeah. even need to turn my burner all the way up for cedar. 
yeah and i'm i'm flipping through a couple of your uh pieces right now you know kind of off to the side here and just enjoying the look of them oh yes <laughs> um and and so what would you decide describe your style as so that's a tricky question because i think i'm all over the place um although i can tell you i definitely don't do portraits that's not my thing and that that is okay <laughs> and if i try i'm just too stressed like i don't enjoy the process so i just tell people no portraits <laughs> And I I love, it's fantastic when an artist knows what they will and even more what they won't do. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I can do all kinds of stuff for you, but do not ask me for that portrait. Exactly. If you want a portrait, I can point you over to my friends over here who... There you go. Who oh. can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's happening in the background when you're creating, when you're wood burning? I'll is it just you and the burn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to your podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you. Um, I enjoy listening to other podcasts. I like listening to Away With Words podcast. Um, it, it's really enjoyable if you enjoy um, where words and phrases come from. Um, so deep, dive, deep dives into where they come from. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. These two people, they're, they're word nerds, and they know everything. Or if <laughs> not, they've done their research, and they'll tell you, oh, yeah, this word or this phrase is from, you know, the 1900s or the 1800s. And because um, they'll find, like, proof. It was actually in this newspaper from this time era. Oh, that's came. neat. So it, it's actually really interesting. Like, even, like, the, the words that we speak of today, you'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize it came from that, you know? Um, and so that that's pretty uh, enjoyable to listen to. And I also listen to music and then um, um, audiobooks. So I'm all over the place. I Just always something coming in as you're putting your art out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I usually don't watch a show or a movie because typically – when I watch a show, I like to catch everything, what they're saying, and I need subtitles or closed caption for that. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have any measurable hearing loss, and I still need to have closed captions on sometimes. Oh, yeah. 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 We, we have them on all the time. <laughs> hey, it's great. I think it's becoming more of a normal thing nowadays. You know, people are multitasking and background noise is happening. So it's kind of becoming more normal to turn on closed caption or the subtitle. Just catch it real quick. Oh, yep. Okay. I'm caught up. <laughs> keep keep <laughs> yeah. going now. Yeah. yeah. And then does blind love wood burning keep you busy full time? Uh, I mean, you, you said that it keeps you busy when the kids are at school. Is this your... Uh, is it a side hustle? Is it your full-time gig? Other, And I say that, but I know that you're a mom, so that's actually the full-time gig. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, they, they are in, in school. They're 8 and 10. So they are in school all day. Um, they're home, you know, in the afternoons. And uh, 
So while they're gone, um, sometimes I'll go on a walk with, you know, my dog in the neighborhood. Um, really need to go back, start going to the gym, but <laughs> who knows when that'll happen again. I'm still paying for the gym membership, but, um, doesn't that uh, always happen? That's yeah. how they get you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. When I'm not doing, if I know there's not a whole lot of house chores or yard work, um, yeah, mostly I am here in my studio, wood burning away, and I'm no procrastinator. So when I have an order to do, I get right to it. Get it done as fast as you can so you can enjoy the process and then move on to the next one without feeling yeah. that deadline breathing down your neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, just don't want to be stressed or worried. I don't want the customer to worry if, if they're, if they've lost their money, you know, I want them sure. to know that this order is happening. And so I'm usually on top of that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. Um, let's take a real quick break here and when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about how you balance it all and get it all done all right and we're back now with krista from blindlove.woodburning hey krista how's it going good good um so we we said before the break we're going to come back and kind of talk about um, how you how you manage everything between kids and fa- you know family wood burning and everything and taking care of yourself what do you like to do to to really focus in on yourself yeah no I think it's important to um, you know focus on self-care I feel like that's the word of the year uh, for sure everybody so- needs to work on self-care right um and, and and that might be wood burning, you know, just getting away from everything. And, and that's what I tell people is wood burning is my therapy. And I got a shirt that says that. <laughs> um, it really is. It's, it's, and, you know, what I tell my boys, you know, about a year or so ago, they asked, so mama, why do you like to wood burn a lot? Not just because, you know, they were bothered by it or anything. They were just, you know, curious. curious. Well, it keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> I got to keep my hands busy and, um, you know, I don't want to, if I, if I don't keep myself busy, then who knows? I, I, I just, I, yeah. If your hands aren't busy, your mind gets busy. Yeah. Yeah. And just, this is a healthy, healthy way for me to, you know, have some me time and, right. Um, and- and release and escape. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is really, you know, taking care of myself is, is doing wood burning. Also, um, going on walks. I like walking with my dog around the neighborhood. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Getting that outside time, fresh air. Right. But not much longer here in Texas. It gets so hot in the, in the summertime. So Got to move that walk to early morning instead of lunchtime. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sure. (laughs) I've never lived that far south. So so Uh, I've never experienced true southern summer. Right. Yeah. I don't recommend it. So, yeah, we we (laughs) usually try to leave in the summertime, travel in the summertime where we 
peace out, Texas. You know, we'll be back later. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back when once you cool down. Yeah. Yeah. Um other other than wood burning, what do you like to do to kind of unwind, relax, take a break and and taking walks? Right. <laughs> I do enjoy watching shows, you know, like my kind of shows, not not the kind of shows that my husband really cares for, you know. Um so I'll uh I don't really watch a whole lot of TV, but you know, I I do try to you know, catch up on some of the shows that I enjoy, like The Good Doctor or New Amsterdam or um, what's the other one in a million? No, uh, a million little things. Um, you know, I enjoy those kind of TV shows. Um, so, and then, and then um, eating Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's one great way for me to help relax. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Delicious. Yes. For sure. And I'll take um, maybe a little cat nap here or there. Great. I, those are all really good ways to kind of unwind and, um, and, and we've, we've talked about a lot of other things you were saying your um, you know, your, your outlook on life is to kind of always look for, the positive look for the the things that you can do um and that's is that what you do on your on days that are harder are you able to still find those things that you can do so yeah on days that i'm just having that blah day because i i really think we all have those days right absolutely it happens to everyone i mean if you're not then you must be a robot right so I, i mean you have to have the bad days to really appreciate the good ones Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, we all have emotion, all kinds of emotions. And it's, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to, you know, have a, a bad kind of a bad day. You know, just, you know what, if you're going to have a bad day, take it in and have a day off. And so, yeah, um, on those kind of days, I, you know, I'll probably watch more than one episode of the <laughs> show I'm watching and watch two or three of those or just cuddle with my dog and he's he's my good he's my buddy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah perfect mm-hmm. okay so are you ready now we're gonna switch gears a little bit and play my favorite game here on peak pyrography okay <laughs> all right so you've said you listen to the podcast you already know what's coming this is the deserted island game Okay, yes, yes. Um, so you're as as a wood burning artist, you are mm-hmm. left on a deserted island with one type of wood, one burner, one nib, and then one extra something. Okay. okay. What what are you left there with? What kind of wood to start? Wood. Basswood. Pen, the true art. Yep. The tip would be the rounded tip. That writing the writing tip or whatever. Yeah. And what's the other one? Uh, something extra. Oh, extra. Okay. So this one's going to be weird. It might get frowned upon, but there is a reason behind it. <laughs> and it's my phone because of the camera on it. Okay. Because it helps shrink the overall view. Now, if that doesn't count, then... I, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> then my other thing would be um, solar panels because... How else am I going to be able to wood burn without a plug? Without power, sure. Right? 
<laughs> sure. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Um, cool. Well, um, and then I want to jump over to shout outs and community building. Who are three accounts that you think everybody should be following? And this can be, you know, anybody from uh, small businesses, other wood burners, big businesses, um, just kind of artists, non-artists, whoever you think is really provides value. Yeah. All right. Thinking about this. Um, okay. So the first one, I have to say Rachel at Woodburn Corner because if it wasn't for her, I mean, maybe eventually it would have happened, but she is the reason why I got connected to the blind community. I mean, I had no idea how to work Instagram and didn't understand this whole hashtag stuff, right? And she had mentioned something about, you know, blind artist or just connecting with the blind community. And so did, did you join Burn Club Plus and then you're having this conversation or how did that connect? Yeah, yeah, it was after. So I didn't understand the whole, like, that's when I understood, like, oh, wow. So I don't even need to use Instagram just for my woodburning stuff. This is also a great way for not just the Woodburn community, but man, I could connect with other communities like the blind community and the deaf community. And that just, that opened up a whole new world for me. And I have ever since met so many awesome people virtually um, because of, you know, just starting to use different hashtags and, and meeting, you know, coming across other accounts. For, Using the same hashtags and... Yeah, and just coming across other, you know, blind people, blind artists or deaf artists. Um, I had no idea, you know, because I was, <laughs> I feel like I needed to take a class how Instagram works, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, that, so, that's uh, a cool connection. Yeah. And, you know, Rachel, she she's a, a great person if you, you know, want to start a biz business or if you need some motivation um and she's just you know she's just a great human being and um i haven't met her in person yet but i'm hoping yeah, it's coming hoping soon <laughs> yeah um so yes so rachel at woodburn corner and then the second one would be um it's not quite known um and they're called Rare Artists. So their hashtag or their handle is R A R E dot A R T I S T. I think it's just Rare Artists, singular. Um, and they're a nonprofit organization. And what they do, I guess, I just learned about them last year, is they gather artists all over and artists who have some sort of rare disease and what i have oh, okay yeah what i have is usher syndrome and that falls in the rare disease category um and so every year they like to highlight um you know rare artists and and then they also have like a whole um voting competition sort of a thing so everyone submits their like top two art pieces it gets voted, and then the top 10 
that goes through gets invited to showcase their work on the Capitol Hill at Washington, D.C. Oh, cool. And all expenses, well, when I say all expenses, their flight gets paid for, and I think they get paid like $500. So I thought that was pretty cool that they get to highlight, you know, people Our, with sort of rare disease. Sure. That is really cool. People who've got talent to sh- share with the world. So what a cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, and the third um, one would be Two Blind Brothers, and that's spelled T-W-O-B-L-I-N-D-B-R-O-T-H-E-R. Two Blind Brothers. And it's about these two brothers who are blind, and I believe they have star guards. So it's the opposite what I have. So I have RP, where it's convolution. Star guards is the opposite. So they they lost the middle first. They, they, uh, let's see, they... They have peripheral only. They can't see the center. So it's it's like it's the opposite. Yeah. And oh, so, that sounds hard. It's different I'm, for sure. Different bo- for sure. Both of them sound very hard. Okay. Hey, if I had to choose, if I had to choose, I, I would want to choose what I have. <laughs> um but uh they have, they're actually, they sell clothing apparel and um, all of their profits go to um, curing blindness. And they have awesome apparel, very soft shirts, socks, beanies. And they have this cool system where you can go on their website and you can shop blind. In your, oh, that's in cool. your budget. So you can say, okay, I'm willing to spend, say, 15 to $30. But it'll be a surprise what it is. <laughs> or I'm willing to spend up to $200. And you might get, like, three or four different items. Um, and they're willing to uh, take um, returns. So if you're not happy with the item, you can return it. Um, and they were on the, the Ellen show, too. That is a cool account to check out for sure. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, so they do a great job just sharing the different kinds of blindness out there. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I don't know if you can see on the video, I'm wearing a shirt that says blindness is a spectrum. Yes. And I, I, that's just a phrase that never gets old for a lot of people with some, some sort of vision loss. Because many, many, many people, even me at one point, think that, Blindness means you have zero sight. Sure. I, I think that I've been in that boat as well. It's on I, or I, off. I too. So, um, you know, I just really like to you know, talk about that. And, and so, yeah, the two blind brothers, they do a great job sharing the different kinds of blindness out there. So those are the three accounts that um, I can think of at the moment. But there are, of course, I mean, there's there's accounts. hundreds of accounts out there that with and so many of them are so worth following um, yeah yeah but yeah. i will definitely put links to those three accounts um in the show notes and in the um and, and link to those on instagram when i post there too for this episode yes yeah so and make it I, easy for I everyone to I find don't know if i'm allowed to do a fourth one but i just really <laughs> wanted to mention him and i think yeah you did a podcast already with him and sean roderick 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he was on episode 11. I think the whole world should get to know him and his art. His art is always entertaining. Very original. So, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a fourth one. Sure. Okay. <laughs> we, we could probably go down this for, for ages. <laughs> I know. I know. We really uh, could. <laughs> yeah. What What is one thing that you think that Krista thinks everyone would find value in? What's your tip or trick for the community? One tip from me? Yeah. Um, yes. I think the one tip I would advise is do what you love for you. Don't do what you love for other people. I mean, that's a bonus, but make sure you're doing what you want to do for you. Because if you're always doing things for other people, then you'll either get burnt out, not enjoy it. Um, it stops being what you love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a great tip and a great, great advice for anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, so what do you have coming up, Krista? What are the journeys we can follow you on? Um, what's coming up? Yes, there's, um, okay. Have you heard of John Bramblett? I have not. Okay. So he's a blind painter and he actually lives here in Denton. And if you look him up online, I mean, he's on a Wikipedia, you know, he, he's a fabulous painter. His, his colors are just vibrant and beautiful. Um, so anyway, he just, he and his wife just opened up a gallery and bar, it's a gallery bar, um, a couple weekends ago. And, um, you know, just last week I brought over some of my favorite wood, woodburn pieces, um, and created one of the large pieces, which is the American Gothic one that I, uh, recently just posted on my Instagram. Um, and, you know, they're talking about displaying it, maybe selling some of my pieces. So I'm excited to see where this goes and um, don't really have too much detail just yet, but I will be sure to update on my social media. <laughs> yeah, that. so we can follow along. So you got your, you have your work in this bar slash gallery. Yeah, so it's called uh, Bramblet's Yellow Dog art bar and gallery okay yep yes it's downtown denton they just opened a couple weekends ago awesome place people can go and they have a whole like wall full of kits so people want to um they can actually do some wood burning if they want but mostly there's canvases paint it got tons of paint you can do some painting canvases on canvases and uh like a sewing kit so it's like a bar slash maker space (laughs) Yes, totally. Um, it's, it's great. Great setup. Great atmosphere. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And listeners can go on Instagram and find you at blindlove.woodburning. Yes. And that's your that's the primary place to go and find Krista. Um, thank you so much for coming on this has been such a fun conversation 
Hey, really I enjoyed had a talking blast. with you. Thank you. I had a blast. <laughs> Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peakpyropodcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.